Today on the podcast, the biggest social network that you may be completely missing but already on. We're talking about Facebook Messenger today. This is Using the Whole Whale, stories of data and technology in the social impact world. My name is George Weiner, your host and the chief whaler of wholewhale.com. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to episode number 80, where we are speaking with the founder of a very interesting company called At Message, a Facebook Messenger platform uh, company that helps us automate and maximize the, the use of Facebook Messenger. Michael Sabat is, is speaking with us about some of the tactics uh, and lessons that he's learned uh, in terms of the practical use of this massive over billion person platform. Like we're talking about what seems like a small little feature on Facebook, but it is a massive communication avenue, especially on mobile. Uh, and you know what? Your organization is probably already on it and you don't know. Uh, we're going to learn a whole lot more about the platform as we jump into this interview. I'm here with Michael Sabat, the founder of At Message. How's it going, Michael? I'm doing great. Thanks, George. Yeah, thanks for joining us. All right, to jump into it, what is an At Message? How do I get one? Good question. So at message and at message is a company and our mission is to help organizations do their most engaging marketing with their biggest fans. And we do all of this using messaging channels, specifically Facebook messenger. And what we are is we are software that powers automated conversations over Facebook messenger. Okay. So I already have a Facebook page. I'm logged on to Facebook, uh, and you know I have like the Facebook mobile app. What what is Facebook Messenger? Facebook Messenger is a new product that Facebook released a few years ago, and it mimics WhatsApp or SMS, and it's an app you can get on your phone to talk to all your friends. Every Facebook page also has Facebook Messenger. So someone can message into a Facebook page and that happens over Facebook Messenger. You may notice if you go to a Facebook page, you have those little chats at the bottom right if you're on the desktop and that's Facebook Messenger opening up conversations with people in pages. And just uh, just for size sake, you know, are we talking about, you know, a few million, a few hundred million or a billion. How many people are on this platform? What is the size of this uh, this platform? The latest numbers are that Facebook Messenger has 1.3 billion, with a B, monthly active users. And that's that's just on the Messenger app, sending messages back and forth. That's just on Facebook Messenger, on the Messenger app. I think Facebook itself has over 2 billion people and messenger 1.3 monthly active users yeah that's pretty incredible and what sort of data can we get when looking at people messaging us uh with regard to i don't know open rates or click-through rates uh what is available what has facebook opened up thus far yeah interesting so facebook messenger 
does show open rates for messaging. And then if you put a link in there, you would click it outside of, sorry, you would track that click outside of Facebook Messenger, like Bitly or something, any link shortener. But Facebook in the Messenger platform API, they do tell you when someone opens the message. And what kind of rates are we seeing for, for open rate, for open rate on that? Oh, actually, they don't publish anything. And I don't know, uh, specifically, each organization would be different. But generally, we're talking at 80% plus. Wow. The other, the other kind of add on to that is pages and companies or organizations can't just send a Facebook message to someone the user would have to message in first or start that conversation. So nearly all Facebook conversations and Facebook messages from an organization are sent in response to a user sending a message, which is another reason the open rates are so high. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's part and parcel with Facebook's plan when they bought WhatsApp and obviously, you know, copied a lot of this as a result of companies like Kick's success coming out of Canada with this like copy and crush model. They realized that this was becoming a dominant way that it was user-to-user communication, uh, obviously in the growing generation, getting, you know, uh, an ev- evolution, we'll say, from, from text messaging. I'm curious, though, because I just thought this was user-to-user junk, right? I'm going to go and at message somebody else in, in my friend network. It's up on my phone. It doesn't take up uh, obviously, the, the precious text messaging, which is now unlimited for most people, but uh, it's a different channel. It's user to user. Why uh, why should companies and, and nonprofits care about this platform? Well, I think that's the way it all goes, right? Phone calls started user to user first, and then we got telemarketing, and same with mail probably back in the day. It was all user to user, and then companies said, wow, this is a channel where people are, so let's go to where all of our customers are having conversations, and let's try to have conversations with them there. So I think like any communication channel, organizations want to be where people are talking. And so that's why Messenger is appealing because that's where conversations are happening. Yeah, but they're they're talking to each other. Like I, they don't want, you know, uh, you know, crest whitening strips like jumping in and being like, oh, hey there, fellas. I can't help it. You are messaging back and forth about your teeth, right? Like that's not how yeah. it works. It's not in the interruption that's- base. So how are these conversations being initiated and how can we start to think Think about how, how the company's role uh, or organization's role shows up. Good question. And to be super clear, Facebook Messenger is you're only able to respond to people messaging in. So Colgate or Crest, I forget which which uh, brand you use, they'll never <laughs> jump into a conversation you're having with your significant other and say, what about a coupon or something like that? We know you're talking about toothpaste. If a user chooses to message into Crest or Colgate, then Crest can respond and have a conversation with that user. I mean, it's it's comparable to if I go to www.crest.com, now I can kind of get Crest messaging because I chose to go to their page. This is obviously on the next channel messaging, more mobile channel. But to answer the question, how are organizations starting this conversation, there's a lot of ways. And they're changing rapidly, and they're very, very... I guess, interesting, and and, uh, it's important to keep up with these ways. So the first way that people are driving their supporters, a nonprofit might drive its supporters to start a conversation, is with Facebook ads. 
So traditionally, Facebook ads, they're in your feed. When a user clicks on the ad, they go to your web page, and maybe that's to sign a petition, maybe it's to make a donation. Now, Facebook has released maybe five or six different big features this year where someone clicks that ad instead of going to a page, if they're on their phone, you can send them into Messenger. And the Facebook ad will actually prompt the user to start a conversation. And then where we pick it up is once that conversation starts, at message will say, hey, thanks, user. What's your email? What's your phone number? What's your zip code? Would you like to donate? How much money? Things like that. And we're basically, instead of the user going to a page and filling out a form, the user is starting a conversation and we're collecting the relevant data in that conversation. All right. Finally, some practical stuff. So this is like a, it can be used as a, like a little data vacuum that people can exchange with because in my mind, like I'm sitting here, I am statistically speaking, probably running a nonprofit at under a million dollars in revenue a year. And now you're telling me like, I have to have someone sitting 24 seven on my Facebook page, like responding to people chatting in. That's what's like going through my mind right now. Where am I wrong on this? You're wrong because if you get a service like that message, uh, you can automate these conversations. So the same way you send somebody to a web page and the form just loads and the person fills out their name, their zip code, their email, and their donation amounts. If you send somebody into a messenger conversation, you can automate that script to say, hey, George, thanks for messaging in. Please reply with your email address. Please reply with your phone number or whatever data you would normally collect from a web form. You can do that in an automated conversation. So this is the land of bots, basically. We want the computers to be picking up the phone when when people initiate conversations with us and try to have some intelligent routing there. Is that a fair a fair summary? Yeah, I really hate the word bots. I don't I just call don't like them, it. Uh, digital friends that have no souls. I'd call them messenger <laughs> interactions, something like that, right? Like we don't want to fool the person that they're talking to a real person. We also don't want the user, we don't want to set the stage so the user, the supporter, is prompted to like ask us questions and we'll figure out the answers because that isn't like technically possible. So I look at these as like landing pages, but they're happening in conversation form. And instead of the, the format being like, enter your email here, it's a friendly at question that says, please reply with your email. Okay, so it's able to be designed in, in in your words it's kind of like you wouldn't have a phone number on your website and then it go to you know a dial tone nobody picking up if i'm not running ads though if i'm not driving traffic to the app messenger are there still people hitting up my facebook page uh if let's say i have uh around thirty thousand likes on the page uh what sort of like engagement levels do i have to expect to just you know worry about needing to set up something for messenger yeah well that's an easy thing to check for each organization listening so you can go to your facebook page and you have an inbox there and you can see if people are messaging you and if anybody's responding but pages are getting more and more just incoming messenger traffic so one client that um we started with they 
came onto AppMessage because they were just getting a few dozen messages every day, but they're in a politically charged space and half the people messaging in were supportive and wanted to help. The other half of the people were haters telling them to F off basically. And so they didn't want to take the emotional load of responding to each person and reading all the messages. And they were just ignoring the traffic because half of it was noise, half of it was worth it. And so we hook up at message. And so when someone messages into their page organically, we just respond and say, hey, thanks for being a supporter. Do you want to join our list? Reply with your email. What's your address? What's your phone number? And if people are haters, they just leave or they swear at the bot <laughs> instead of uh, swearing at a human. The and bot, so everybody the bot takes the brunt of the of the beating, of the, the verbal thrashing. Yeah, exactly. Right. And and they can handle it. And so any organization can check their page and see if they are getting messages and, and who's responding. And like the analogy you used, it's sort of like if people are messaging in and you're not responding, it's basically like someone showing up to a web page and it doesn't load. But Facebook is very, very actively driving more conversations. Some of these are settings. I guess most of them are settings and options, but it's very clear that Facebook is pushing people this way. So for instance, on your Facebook page, you can set it up so that the chat box automatically loads when someone goes to your Facebook page. And that's a pretty soft way that, hey, you can drive more conversations. If you have like a funnel, if you have a response channel here on Messenger, here's a way to do it. Anybody that shows up gets the little pop-up. A more aggressive release, which just happened two days ago. So today's November, early November. Um, at the beginning of November 2017, Facebook rolled out web chat that connects to Messenger. So on your website, you can put a little code and it's, it's in closed beta, but you know, assuming this is how it works, you put a little code on your website and now just like Olark or Intercom or any of those services, you can have a Facebook messenger kind of pop up on your website and it can pop up and say, Hey, do you want to chat? Here I am. And the advantage to Facebook messenger being on your site versus any of the others is when the user messages in, they're doing it over messenger. And now you're connected. Even if they leave that site, you're not, you can now message the user back on their phone. And so you're really getting kind of that identity piece going on multiple devices. Just you're not just getting when the person's on your site, the ability to chat with them. Wow. All right. So there's a lot here, and that means it's a perfect time to play pro versus con. Uh, Michael, ho I hope you're ready. Uh, this is the section where I randomly choose a topic. In this case, it will, in fact, I think, be uh, a situation where we've got a nonprofit uh, around a million dollars uh, in revenue. So it's like, you know, medium size, but small-ish. We're doing pro con. Do I set up the Facebook Messenger for uh, for my page. We've got about, we'll say, 30,000 likes at that threshold. Got it. Has anybody ever chosen con? Uh, somebody has chosen con before, but it it didn't work out for them, Michael. Okay. You, can, you like can choose either side, though. Okay, I'm not going to be adventurous. I'll choose con. You can be adventurous. I, I don't want to scare you. All right, you. I'll choose con. I'll choose you, con. I feel like you really want it, so uh, already. Uh, you've got the con side. I've got the pro side. Why don't you begin as my guest? With a million dollars in budget, you might be too small to launch a new channel as big as messaging. Okay. Short, concise, and to the point. Uh, 
frankly, look, with a million in revenue, we're talking about three quarters of the nonprofits in the sector. And actually, uh, disproportionately using technology is the MO of this uh, of this sector. To that end, we're talking about a new channel. By the way, you're already on. You're already on Facebook. You already have fans there, by the way. And well, now we call them likes, but you get it. They're already in our backyard and we're not picking up the phone on a channel that is what seems like I can just invest a few hours, set up something to respond so at least something's picking up the phone. How do you respond? Are you talking to are most of your fans older, younger? What demographics are you going after? Uh, in our in our hyper case here, it's a perfect split, a third, a third, a third. All right, you've convinced me. Um, <laughs> you have to stand yeah. the con side. Oh, damn. Okay. So the hard thing about messaging is that it's a new channel and there's new rules. It's very exciting. There's a lot to be done and a lot of new ground to cover. But I just don't know if you have the staff to be able to experiment, try new things, and kind of find what's working in that way. So I responded saying it, this seems like a create once, repeat everywhere. And by the way, I could slap it onto my website um, once I make sure that they're out of firmly out of, I'll say, beta. And in that case, you know, I can then look at the analytics and be like, look, I spent four hours setting this stuff up. And by the way, people are using it or not using it. And I don't even need to send any ads at it, though I could probably juice it a little bit there. We're going to need at least five to 10 hours to set it up and make it work. And you're going to have to drive traffic to the page to, to make it worthwhile. Do you think you can do that? So my response is I have a very small budget, probably uh, in the neighborhood of like a hundred or 50 to a hundred bucks a month uh, to do that. So I can send a limited amount, but I haven't loved the engagement I've gotten. And if I can hoover up some emails like and shove them into my list, that might be worth it. Yeah. I, I, do I give up? How does this end? This ends. I guess you. I've never had anyone give up. I win. I just straight up win. That's I mean, I awesome. That's I, 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 one for one for the win on George. Uh, so let's let's dissect this a little bit, right? There's a there's a lot of elements here, and it seemed like the scales begin to tip because it's a you know let's say ten hours investment, but then it's set it and forget it in some ways. There is a cost, obviously, to 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 driving some messaging there, but uh, the downsides seem limited. Is that a fair summary? Yeah, the downsides are very limited. It is set it up once and you have it running. It is good to optimize like anything, but but yeah, it is kind of like a funnel or a landing page you can set up once and just you have it there collecting emails for anybody that messages in. Cool. So doing nothing else, make it a little email collector, maybe have some fun stuff spit out. Is there any other more interesting or more dynamic examples that uh, perhaps you could share uh, to get our creative juices flowing? Yeah, exactly. So this idea of a conversion funnel is just where it all starts. And this conversation that acts as a funnel to collect data and drive an action is really just where it all starts. The interesting thing about messaging is compared to a web form, when you send a lead that goes to a form, if they get confused or they don't like a question or something like you ask for their zip code and they're moving a week and they don't know which zip code to put in, their old one or their new one, they just leave, they bounce on the form and you never get them back or you have to do a new ad to the person. Once the conversation starts, people will respond. So even if it's 
off script and you ask for their zip code and they ask a question like I'm moving in a week, which one do you want? That response comes in and the conversation keeps going. So they get to the next step and the organization gets all the partial data. So even in a conversation that eventually drives a donation, if the user gets down to that last step, when we ask them, how much do you want to donate? And they actually don't want to donate and they leave, you still get all of the partial data that's been collected along the way. And so, so that's kind of an interesting dynamic. It's just totally different from how people think about websites. Traffic to a website is like one time. The conversation can keep going and it opens a relationship. The other interesting aspect is in these conversations, as people go off script, we're collecting those off script messages. And then an administrator, if they choose, can go through those messages and respond to people individually or archive the messages or tag them for follow up and things like that. Awesome. All right. We are going to move into our rapid fire section. Michael, are you ready? I'm ready. Yeah, we'll stay. What is one tech tool or website that you've started using in the last year that you kind of love? Besides Facebook Messenger, the other tool is Zapier. Zapier. How do you say it? Zapier? Zapier? Say Zapier. Cool. Uh, What does Zapier do? Zapier is an integration on demand service. So when someone tells me their email address, I route it directly into Salesforce using Zapier and then MailChimp. Alrighty. Which tech dragons are you needing to slay in the coming year? Definitely better NLP. So learning better and practicing better natural language processing for all the incoming messages that we're categorizing. Can you talk about a mistake you made earlier in your career that has shaped the way you do things? This is a good and a tough one. I had a really bad breakup with a founding team in like 2005 or 2006. Like really, really bad. I'm still traveling the country. I've moved to New York since then and now to Washington, D.C. I'm traveling the company with a bag of papers just in case all the emails going back and forth, just in case they decide, someone decides to, you know, be mean for, for a, a clean word and like files a lawsuit or something like that. I did nothing wrong, but just in case, because the statute of limitations in Ohio is like 15 years. So what I do differently is just act a little more calm at all times and don't get irrational. Do you believe that not-for-profits can successfully go out of business? No, I don't believe they do. If you had a hot tub time machine, jumping in that, going back to the founding of that message, what advice would you give yourself? I'd say build the ideas and then talk about them instead of talking about what you're going to build. What is something you think you or your organization should stop doing? I think we should stop using the word bots. <laughs> if you had a Harry Potter wand for the industry, magically changing a thing about the, the nonprofit sector, what would it do? It would make payments on mobile easier. Donations on mobile easier. Awesome. Alrighty. Uh, Michael, thanks so much for spending the time with us today. My final question for you, how do people find you? How do people help you? 
Great. So we're publishing, we have published a playbook on Messenger. It's platform agnostic, so you can use us or you can build anything yourself. You can download the playbook by going to atmessage.com. That's A-T-M-S-S-G.com. Or if you're adventurous, you can take out your cell phone, open Facebook Messenger, and then search for at message, A-T-M-S-S-G, and then just click the Get Started button. And if you go the Facebook Messenger route, we're going to have a conversation that asks you for your email address, a few other questions, and then we'll send you the playbook via email. It sounds like a great excuse for people to play around and, and see how this works in real time. Uh, Michael, thank you so much for sharing your expertise. And uh, as much as we may love or hate it, giving us yet another thing that it seems like maybe some of us should do on social. Thanks, man. Thanks, George. I know, I know, so many things to do, so little time, and yet another platform that you may be wanting to jump onto. We had fun in that pro-con game, but as an aside, you know, uh, Michael was honest about saying there are sizes of platforms, uh, meaning like the size of your audience, that it just doesn't make sense to engage on, to worry about yet another uh, piece here, but there are unique cases, and as long as and here's my rule: as long as you manage the time invested, uh, you you manage the the potential loss or the potential risk, right? Because this is what we're talking about: the risk of wasting your time. So, if you manage that, I encourage you to play with it, understand a bit more about the platform because it is increasing in size and importance as a communication avenue. And sometimes, it, you know, it, it kills me if you potentially have a bunch of these messages sitting in your inbox and you have an active audience and you're ignoring them. Don't ignore your audience. Invest your time wisely and see if there's a pony in there. This has been episode number 80. You can find resources that Michael was listing. Uh, You can find them at wholewhale.com slash podcast episode number 80. Thanks for joining us. This has been Using the Whole Whale, stories of data and technology in the social impact world. Resources, as always, may be found at wholewhale.com slash podcast. Thanks for joining us. Well, looks like you're still listening, and so I'll keep talking. It is the season of giving, and you know what? All I want for my non-denominational holiday is a review on whatever service you listen to us on. Uh, be it iTunes or, or what have you, please leave us a review. You know, we uh, we put this podcast together to help more nonprofits, and uh, that's how the rating systems work. Uh, the more ratings, the better. So thanks. Also, today's music, as always, from the one and only Greg Thomas, gregthomasmusic.org, and he also can edit a podcast professionally, set up templates, and help you get on your feet with that with, uh, we talked about it last time, Thomas audioediting.com. Check them out because, you know, Greg Thomas, he's awesome.